Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. If you're faithful with the small, then you'll have much. And it applies into our lives. It applies in the times of battle, too, and war. You know what? I'm going to be faithful to God and trust that He's going to take care of this, and God will do a mighty work. You're being faithful to Him. He's going to use that faithfulness. And so when God tests you in a small area, know that He wants to use you for a large area. In those times of battle, don't look at it like, woe is me, but yes, God, what are you getting ready to do with me? Whatever you're going through today, the struggles, the fears, the stresses, God sees you and is building you up. Pastor Eric will remind you today that you cannot go where God wants you to go without being stretched. It's tiring, it's painful, but you can rejoice and have joy because it still means God is moving you to where he wants you to be and he knows what's best. Now, here's Pastor Eric in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 with today's study. So we're going to read verses 1 through 6 and then come back through it. It says this in chapter 3, verse 1. Now these are the nations which the Lord left, that he might test Israel by them. That is, all who had not known any of the wars in Canaan. This was only so that the generation of children of Israel might be taught to know war, at least those who had not formerly known it. Namely, five lords of the Philistines and all the Canaanites, the Sidians, and the Hivites who dwelt in Mount Lebanon from Mount Baal, Hermon, from the entrance of Hamath. Verse 4. And they were left, that he might test Israel by them, to know whether they would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he had commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. Thus the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Verse 6, And they took their daughters to be their wives, and gave their daughters to their sons, and they served their gods. Why did God leave the nations in the land? Well, the text tells us that he was going to leave them in the land to test Israel. He was going to leave them in the land to test Israel. It also tells us that God left these nations to teach warfare to those who had not yet experienced war. Now, looking at the testing part, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when somebody says, test? You start to freak out. Maybe I do, because I didn't like tests, right? Or you say, oh, great, a test. This is not going to be a good thing. Take yourself back into school days, you guys. Tests were terrible. No tests. No, just kidding. We don't like naturally tests. But what is the purpose of testing? Well, I'll tell you. A test is a procedure intended to establish the quality, performance, or reliability of something before it is taken into widespread use. See, before anything is used, like product-wise, don't you think that they test those things? Oh, we're just going to come up with this brand new spray bottle uh, that cleans carpets, but we're not going to test it on anything. Here, put it on the shelves for $9.99, you know? Oh, and when you spray it on your carpet, it turns it blue. We didn't know that because we didn't test it. No, things get tested, okay, before they get used. Okay, so for example, I hope you guys can follow me on this, but this is just the way I'm thinking. Car wax, okay? Now, there's a lot of different car waxes available, okay? 
There's a lot of different car waxes that you can buy. Now, waxing a car or truck, this is a big deal because it takes like three to six hours to put the wax on, to buff it out, to really get that shine back. It takes a long time. Now, when you buy wax, what is the whole purpose of buying wax? Well, one, to protect your paint, but also really, what, you, what are you really trying to achieve here? The showroom shine. The showroom shine. Okay? Now, you will spend a lot of effort and you'll do a lot of things uh, to get that showroom shine. Maybe some of you. Okay, so this is a big decision. And I will stand at the aisle of the wax sometimes when I'm getting ready, when I do wax my car, and I look at all the different bottles of wax, and I'm like, okay, this one looks good. This one says it fills scratches. This one, you know, will bring back the paint. All right. You know, and I look at all these different waxes, and I'm trying to find out what is the best wax. I'm looking at all the new kinds of waxes, and I'm hoping that these waxes will be good as probably be better than the wax that I used before because I want that showroom shine on my car. And so before, this has a purpose, okay? Before I wax my car, before I invest that three hours, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to, well, wash it. Okay, you guys are car washers. Good. (laughs) I'm going to test the wax. And I'm not going to take the wax to a good part of my car. I want to see what it does in the dull area, the rough area. I want to see how it brings back because once I see that, that's going to make me bubble over with joy because I'm like, oh yeah, this thing's coming back to life. Okay. So you're going to test it and you're going to test that area that is faded because you want to see if the manufacturer is faithful to their commitment. Like, you know, Shine Pro 400, that'll bring back the faded paint, right? And restore it to showroom quality. Well, there is no Shine Pro 400, but there is a lot of different products out there that you can try and test. So you want to test and see if the product you purchase is a quality product. If it's not reliable, you guys, what are you going to do with it? You're going to put it back on the shelf in the garage, and you're not going to use it because it did not pass the test. God was going to test the Israelites. He was going to test this generation of Israelites because he wanted to see if they would be faithful and obedient to him. He wanted to see if this new generation was going to follow his ways and keep his ways and do his ways. In fact, look at what God said in chapter 2, verse 22. So that through them I may test Israel, whether they keep the ways of the Lord to walk in them as their fathers kept them or not. God wanted to see if this generation was going to be faithful to him. And God had this new generation before him, and they wanted, again, just to see, are you going to walk in my ways? So guess how God was going to test them, you guys? Through war. He was going to test them through war. He was going to see, and see again their faithfulness to him, but not only test them, but he would teach them during this time as well. And if you look back at the generation before this one, weren't they warriors? Weren't they warriors, guys? They had some mighty battles on the east side of the Jordan and then on the west side of the Jordan. You guys recall the the city of Jericho, the walls coming down. In fact, these battles that were so huge, but they were faithful to God that God went before them and conquered these huge battles. You guys remember in Joshua how he he sent those hailstones onto the enemy? 
And not only did he do that, but then he stopped the sun and so that the Joshua and the army could fight against the enemies. Why did God do that? Because they were faithful to him. They obeyed the ways that God gave Moses and that Moses gave to Joshua and Joshua passed it along to that generation. God fought the battles because they were faithful to God. And so now Joshua's gone and the, most of the people are gone and now he wants to see if this new generation would trust in him. And so he's going to test them with war. He wanted to test their faithfulness. Now looking at war, I personally have never experienced war. I played it when I was a kid. In fact, my wife laughed at me the other day because I'm going to play paintball this weekend. And I'm like, yeah, it's just like playing war when you're a kid, you know? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But I've never been in war. But war, you guys, is combat. It's fighting. It's bloodshed. It's struggle and conflict. War is not a happy time. War is a time of pain, suffering, crying, wounds, loss, darkness, loneliness, and separation. War is the worst of times. But in these times, where do we turn to? Where do we turn to? Because here's the reality, you guys. You and I, we all face wars. We all face battles in our everyday life. But where do, we, where do we run? Who do we place our faith? Who do we place our trust into during these struggles? We all face wars. And see, the thing is, is I think we'd probably all rather not face them. I think we'd all choose, hey, I'll take the peace treaty. I'd rather take the peace. And that's what our world does today, right? If you look at the leaders of the nations today, even in time of, uh, in time of war, what are the ambassadors doing? hey, let's do a peace treaty together. We need peace. But God allows these wars in our lives to test us, to see if we're going to remain faithful to him. And here he uses wars and he teaches us how to go through the battles. And when war comes in your life, you guys got to understand that God is testing you. The battles that are coming your way, it's a, it's a test from God, and he's testing us, and he wants to see if we're faithful to him. He wants to see if you're going to trust in him. And I think that so many times we can get this understanding of like, oh, I'm going through this huge battle right now. This, it's just crazy. Why is God doing this? Is he out to get me? Is he trying to, is he trying to just be, make my life miserable? Well, i got to say No i got to say, because we're going through this time of trouble and trial and battle, I believe that God is trying to train us. Train us? Oh, yes. Train us. See, war trains us to rely on the Lord in all things. See, as we've been learning through our study, and I'm sure as you guys study the word, God is faithful in all things. God is faithful in all things. Now, that means that he is faithful in times of pain, he is faithful in times of struggling, times of darkness, loneliness, and suffering. But don't you think on the flip side that God is going to be faithful in the good times? Sure he is, because God is faithful. And we need to learn always, in every moment of our life, to rely and seek God, and to follow and walk in his ways. Now, look at Psalm 105.4. It says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Always includes bad and 
good. But it's hard to be trained in this area without going through hard times. Think if your life was just rosy from here on out, you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and everything is just going to be perfect, would you really rely on the Lord? You'd be pretty like, I'm on cruise control. This is fine. Life is good. I don't have to do anything else. But as long as we are living on this earth, we are going to face trials. We're going to face battles. And we need to seek him in the good times and in the bad times and remain faithful to him and do his ways and to walk in those ways. We have to be obedient in all things. See, James tells us in James 1, 2 through 4, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And so in time of battles, we hear people always say, well, just count it all joy, brother. Count it all joy. But you don't have to be happy during this time. That's not what that verse is meaning, right? Oh, on the contrary, that is what it is saying. Joy is happiness. Joy is happiness. I've heard it a lot of times, you know, from different pastors saying, it's just being remaining and, and understanding, and you don't have to be happy about this. But God's word says to count it all joy and to be happy during these times. And what is happiness? What does being happy mean? It means being content with the situation. The only way you can be joyful or happy in times of war is by walking in the ways of the Lord, trusting in him, knowing that God is fighting the battle. And so I guess you don't have to walk around with a smile on your face, but you can be content in your heart. You can be content in your heart that God is doing a work and that you're going to continue to maintain his ways and do his ways in all things. And so how many of us let God, you know, fight the battle for us in the times of war? I mean, because being happy is knowing that God is fighting for us. How many times do we let God fight the battle? We see war and we see the outcomes of war and we feel defeated. But how many of us just step back and say, you know what, I'm content with this situation and I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be joyful that God's got this under control and that God is going to fight this battle for me. See, Proverbs 21, 31, uh, it says, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. And so when we face wars, we face battles, but the victory belongs to who, gang? the Lord. We can be ready for these things just as the horse is ready for battle, but really, who is, is the horse winning the battle? No, it's God who's winning the battle. And knowing that war will happen, being faithful to the Lord is the key. It's the key to success. Letting him fight for you. And see, the cool thing is, God, is, is God will fight for you. He wants us to be faithful in times of battle because he wants us to know that he is fighting for us. Just put your trust in me, son or daughter. Just trust in me. I'm going to do this. And because you are faithful, guess what? If you're faithful to God, God will use you beyond your imagination. He will use you beyond your imagination. Even in times of struggle, if you just surrender it, God will use you and the situation beyond your imagination. 
Jesus said in Luke, he says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And so God is saying, you know, be faithful. If you're faithful with the small, then you'll have much. And it applies into our lives. It applies in the times of battle, too, and war. You know what? I'm going to be faithful to God and trust that he's going to take care of this, and God will do a mighty work. You're being faithful to him. He's going to use that faithfulness. And so when God tests you in a small area, know that he wants to use you for a large area. In those times of battle, don't look at it like, woe is me, but yes, God, what are you getting ready to do with me? But he needs to see if you'll be faithful. You know, I think of maybe putting yourself into the, as the wax. And if wax could think, which it can't, didn't know if you guys knew that, the wax sees that faded area of the car. Oh, I can't do that. Do you know how much rubbing is going to be involved in this? Pushing, scrubbing. You're going to take that power buffer to me, which brings heat. I don't want to go through that. And same thing in our lives. We see the battle before us, and we see how hard it's going to be. And we don't know if we want to be faithful and let God take control. And we don't know if we want to continue to walk in his ways. But maybe God is just seeing if we are going to bring the shine. If we're going to bring the shine that he wants us to bring. So if, if he brings the shine, if he's faithful and he continues in my ways and walks in my ways, the shine will come out. And then guess what? I'm going to use him for something so much bigger than this to bring more shine for me. See, God wanted to use Israel he wanted them to shine for his glory. But guess what, guys? This generation chose not to shine. They chose not to be faithful. But here's the cool thing about our God. He always seems to come back to us. He always seems to come back to us, even if we've been put back up on the shelf. Have you guys ever felt like you've been put back up on the shelf because there was a time of not being faithful to God? And you're just like, oh, I blew it. I knew that I was supposed to shine for him in this time, but I blew it. I didn't do it. Oh, I'm just going to sit up on the shelf and God's done with me, you know? You're just sitting there like, boo-hoo. <laughs> but God, being a merciful God and a just God, guess what he does? He, he, and a gracious God, he's gracious. He comes back to that shelf. Man, this one, I think this one's going to really bring out a shine again. I'm going to bring it down and I'm going to apply it again to this hard area. He gives us another chance. He gives us time, another opportunity to shine for him, for letting us trust back into him and letting us let him do his ways in our lives. Praise God for that. He gives us opportunity to shine. So as looking at this text, I was like, man, he's done with Israel, man. They're going and they're serving false gods. They're giving their daughters to be married to these other guys, you know, that aren't following the Lord. This is it, man. The Bible's done. It ends in verse 6 of Judges. <laughs> no, it doesn't, right? <laughs> because God is gracious and God is merciful. And he gave another chance to Israel, as we will see many times through the book of Judges. So the next time God grabs you, 
and he tests you, count it as joy. Be faithful and follow him and walk in those ways. Because guess what? God will use you to bring the shine out of those faded areas. And he will continue to use you to bring out shine in other areas. I don't know why he chooses us. That's still a mystery to me. But he does. Well, I know why. Because he wants the glory. That's why he uses us. Because we know we can't do it on our own. And so remembering that God will bring out the shine. But remember, in those times of shining, there's times of pressure. There's times of being rubbed a little hard. But know that God is up to a wonderful work. And that his ultimate goal is to bring shine to his kingdom. To bring glory to himself. And this shine, you guys, is an amazing shine. And the cool thing about this is, is that God doesn't use the best educated wax on the shelf. He uses the cheap stuff. The basic stuff. Stuff like me. Stuff like you guys, right? Not saying that you're not really wonderful. But... God uses the basic to do an amazing shine up. So I think we should look forward to those dull spots, those hard areas of life, because in these spots, we see God wanting to shine. But here, as we close out, there is a shine factor, the shine factor. And with wax to shine, it needs to have the shine factor. And I don't know the ingredients for wax. There's got to be a shine factor in there, okay? Something that makes the paint shiny. In order to shine in dull moments of life, you guys, we need a shine factor. And that shine factor is Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, we can't shine. Because guess why? Jesus, this is amazing, he took out all of our impurities and he put in that ingredient called perfection oh, into your life. <laughs> and now God can use Jesus inside of you to bring forth shine. Man, that's awesome. And so in order to shine, we need Jesus. And so tonight, as we are looking at this message, we're looking at, okay, these people were unfaithful to God. They were, they were falling back into these wicked, sinful ways. They were falling back into impurities. The question is, is tonight, do we have any impurities? And if so, guess who we need to let take those out? Jesus Christ. He needs to remove those impurities. And he will remove those impurities if we confess, if we repent, if we cry out to him. He is just to forgive us. He's to pull those sinful things that are impure out of us, and Jesus will take them, and then he will make you new. A new product, a product that is capable of shining because of him. Jesus is the shine factor. Do we have Jesus and are we going to continue to trust and let him use us in the different hard areas of life to let him shine in and through us? That's the question. Are you available to shine for Jesus? Are you going to be faithful to him even when the times look difficult, even when you want to give up and you don't want to go to battle because you'd rather have peace? But maybe God is trying to do something in your life. He's testing you for something bigger. Keep being faithful, you guys. Be faithful to him. Walk in his ways. His ways are the only ways. Our ways are not good ways. Well, that's all the time we have for today here on Grace to the Hearers with Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Don't forget to join us next time as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Judges. 
Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of today's program, we'd like to make available to you a free copy of today's message. We can send you a copy of today's message on audio CD when you email us at info at grace to the That's info at grace to the Or you can listen to or download the message as originally recorded at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Just visit our website at www.gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. Again, we invite you to visit our website at gracetothehearers.com where we provide helpful information about our beliefs, service times, and a convenient map to our church if you're in the Coolidge, Arizona area and like to visit us. We would also like to encourage you to prayerfully consider donating to Grace to the Hearers. We are continuing to expand our outreach. A secure way to give is provided at gracetothehearers.com. Click on the Donate button. Grace to the Hearers is the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel, Coolidge. Please join us next time as we continue our study through the book of Judges. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers. 